You're listening to the Dr. Race Show, starring Tony and the AIA. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is your boy Tony coming to you from the Dr. Brace Network in Dr. Brace Studios, which is aka my garage, my niggas. Chilling in this motherfucker on a good old Sunday evening to bring y'all some some entertainment, some news, some information, and some thoughts and progress for myself. Uh, you can find the Dr. Brace Show at the home, drbrace.com, where you can get the podcast episodes and whatever else I posted up over there. Uh, oh, excuse me. Apologize. Apologies, apologies, everybody. But um, this is the show where you come, you get a little bit of sports news, you get a little bit of entertainment, and I talk about some random stuff that happens out in the world. And of course, you know, I'm going to give you some of that big grown-up adult content to talk about some stuff that you can't talk about at work with your family and definitely not with your kids. But we're going to do this thing. You want to follow us, Dr. Bracey, on all social media platforms. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on shit. Uh, Snapchat, TikTok. Got a Patreon if you want to you know, pony up a little cash for a dollar a month. You can do that. Go to patreon.com slash drabrasive. You can pay up, get some content over there, drop some things over there. Hey, working on putting a video together for this. So this shall be chopped up into a video. You can do that over there. You can watch it up, watch it over there if you want to do that. And um, yeah, man, just going to give y'all some content today. This thing just chilling on a good old Sunday, like I said. Get ready to kick my week off tomorrow. I don't know everybody else week starts on Sunday, but for me, I work we starts on Monday. So this is the last day of the, the week that was. Hey, let's get into it, man. Let's pull up the docket. Let's see what we're gonna talk about today. So we're gonna start off with our grand favorite segment, the sports. And in sports today, we're gonna ring out that good old news. All right. NFL this week, well, the trade deadline was Tuesday, so a lot of teams were trying to make some moves, either try to show up some cash, fix some dump, some discrepancies in their lineup, or whatever it may be. Um, the biggest trade that everybody talked about was the 49ers. Dropped three games in a row. Defense looked kind of suspect. Um, they decided to go out, get a, another trade move to catch and they can probably help them out like they did last year when they got McCaffrey. Uh, they would have got Chase Young from the Commanders, and the Commanders got a third-round pick for that. I know a lot of people are like, what? But if you look at the way they set up, this is basically a one-year deal for Chase Young. He'll be in San Francisco to the, for the remainder of the year, and then next year he'll be somewhere else, most likely because San Francisco won't be able to pay this man. Um, but it did help them out. Now, Chicago, on the other got the other defensive end from the commanders in Montez Sweat. Uh, this is more for a long-term deal for the Bears because um, right now they're two or six teams, so it's not going to make them help them make no deep playoff run whatsoever. But they went ahead and, and signed that man to a deal, so putting Montez Sweat on their defense hopefully will help them out down the road. And for that, commander still got a second-round pick. The Vikings went out and got Josh Dobbs from the when got Josh Dobbs from the from the Cardinals. Cousins went down with a season in the injury, so they needed a little help at the quarterback position. Um, it ended up paying off real quick because their backup that they played today, uh, Jaron Hall, he went down with an injury 
uh, looked like a concussion, but it could have been something else. Um, but he went down, and Dobbs came in and, and filled in, and they helped him get that win there. And the Cardinals picked up a sixth-round pick for Dobbs. So the journeyman Dobbs wins again. The Giants sent Leonard Williams out to Seattle. Uh, we're going to see what that's going to help them out with. But for that, the Giants got a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick, and Seattle got Leonard Williams. Really didn't work today because they got housed by by um, the Ravens. Eagles, they got Kevin Byard from the Titans, so they pick up another player for the Titans, uh, received Terrell Evans from the Eagles uh, and two draft picks. The Bills got Rasul Douglas from Green Bay, plus a fourth-round pick, and they, in exchange, the Packers got a third-round pick. The Lions picked up Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Browns and sent a six-round pick for him. The Jags picked up a lineman in Ezra Cleveland from Minnesota. Falcons got Contavious Street from Philadelphia. The Chiefs picked up Miko Hartman from the Jets, so sent him back out. Falcons signed uh, Van Jefferson or traded for Van Jefferson from the Rams. Claypool found him another team, now with the Dolphins, and now the Dolphins got another receiver to add to their mix. And for that, the Bears got a six-round draft pick. Fortnite also signed Randy Gregory, I mean, picked up Randy Gregory from the Broncos. And then uh, J.C. Jackson went back to New England from um, the Chargers. So it was basically your, your trades that you had on trade deadline. Nothing real blockbuster. Like I said, that, that Chase Young was probably the most notable one. We'll see how they help the 49ers out um, coming forward. They had a bye this week, so as far as the way they played out for them, it wasn't really a big a big whoop for them. Uh, let's talk about some games today, man. I talked about the Dolphins making some moves. They got Claypool and all of that stuff, man. They went out the – they were the Germany and – immediately went down 21-0 to the Dolphins. Uh, they battled back in the third to score two more touchdowns to make it 21-14, but the Chiefs would hold steady there, and they would, fi- they would have final score 21-14. Um, like I said, Dawes went on to help the Falcons – I mean, help the Vikings pick up a win over the Falcons at 31-28. The Browns, who gave up Dobbs, and uh, all hopes the offense, and hopefully – uh, they get their quarterback back because if he don't come back next week, he can't play for the rest of the season. So there you go. And Kyler Murray don't be back. Oh well. Green Bay came out and you know made a little some waves by beating the Rams. Rams looking bad over there at three and six. I don't know what's going on with that team, but they also did play Stafford today through for two twenty eight and a touchdown. But you know, still not anything impressive. The Commanders beat. The Patriots, so the Patriots still looking, looking fat and and, sl- and sloppy over there, uh, flabby and sick as they would say. Two and seven, one and four at home, losing a lot of games at home. The Bears made those moves, but it didn't help them beat the Saints. They got beat twenty four to seventeen. Like I said, the Ravens housed the Seahawks thirty seven three. C.J. Stroud, like a man amongst boys today, he threw for four hundred and seventy yards and five touchdowns. My God. They they be it wasn't a blowout, man. It was a shootout though. It was a shootout down there in Texas, man. The Bucks and the Texans played. Um, it was 39 to 17, but CJ out outlasted the Buccaneers over there. 
Uh, Panthers keep losing. The Raiders beat the Giants. The Cowboys had a close game with the Eagles, but they ended up losing by five, 28 to three with a touchdown that was not there to be happening because um, tight end came up short. Then the two point conversion, Dak stepped out of bounds. So there was that. Gave them a chance they could have tied the game up, but at the end of the game, they had no need to touchdown and could not get it. Still is one on Thursday night. Beating the Titans 20 to 16, and Levis Magic didn't happen to come through this time on that short week. And then right now, we got a tie game going on with the, oh, no, it's 14 to 7 Bengals over the Bills. So that's your NFL for right now. Let's get some standings right now. Let's look for that. Right. So the Dolphins took that loss. Right now, they're still number one. If Buffalo can come back and win, they probably can, they can jump. The Dolphins, but if they lose, they can be holding on the second. The Ravens sitting at seven and two on top of the AFC North, uh, with Pittsburgh standing behind them. Quiet as kept. Uh, Mike Tomlin might have another win. He only needs to win three more games. Four more games. Four more games. I forgot they got. So he needs to win four more games. He can have a win the season. And I don't think it's gonna be hard for them. Jacksonville holding on sixteen at six and two. And the next closest team is the Texans at four and four. Chiefs are seven and two right now. And the next closest uh, rival is the Raiders at four and five. So Chiefs is running. Chiefs are running away with the division, which makes it look like the um, the wild card probably most likely come from the AFC East and the NFC North, more than likely. Now Texas still got a chance, but we'll see. Eagles hold on to eighty one. Dallas is still in their shadow right now. And um, the Eagles cast a long shadow over them, but with that win, Detroit sitting six and two right now. They didn't play today. Uh, Minnesota still has hope. They still got a little light pumping in them. New Orleans is leading that NFC South at five and four, with the Falcons at four and five. <laughs> Jesus, that division. Ugh. 49ers just uh, retook the lead in the AFC NFC West. At five and three, but Seattle's also at five and three. So the side of games will be the two games they play each other um, at the end of this month, going into December. Uh, but we, like I said, they get, really they all they got to do is win that division. They they cannot finish second in this division with the NFC side looking the way it is. It's a possibility two teams out the West will make it, but again, as a 49er fan, you don't want to get number two in the NFC West because most likely you're going to have to go play somebody like the Saints or the Falcons on the road in the playoffs. And yes, those two teams are not that great, but you don't want to have to go on the road on the playoff game and play a team like that who could catch fire easily on whatever. You'd rather have that game at home. So there's that. Much rather would have that by, but hey, I don't think they care much about that there. There's that, that's it. Uh let's see here. What do we got next? We want to talk about. Oh man. Cheating ass Michigan. Oh Jesus. So starting last year, it was alerted that them that Michigan may be having a, a cheating scheme going on. Mind you, they also had got in trouble for recruiting violations. So that was this also running the same time. 
um, people informed TCU that they were cheating, um, causing them causing TCU to run dummy signals. You know, I guess it worked because TCU had Michigan's number by the end of the game. Uh, earlier this year, a man resembling Connor Stallions, who is a staffer for Michigan, appeared on the sidelines of the Michigan uh, CMU game against Michigan State. Uh, word started circulating that NCAA is investigating Michigan for stealing signs back in October. Big Ten public confirms that investigation on October 19th. Connor Stallions got a, got suspended with uh, with pay on October 20th. NCAA visits, visited Michigan last week. Um, photos, the photos emerge <laughs> appearing to show this nigga on the sideline. Dog, he's on the sideline. This dude is on the sideline with a Central Michigan cap on and press credentials around his neck, standing on the sideline, just sitting and chilling amongst all of the other people. Uh, an unnamed former D3 coach claims he was paid as a part of the scheme. So they got a whistleblower and a snitch. Uh, now Big Ten coaches are urging the conference to punish Michigan for the alleged scheme. And Michigan continues to win games and continue to be considered for the playoffs as it stands right now. So, as I said, the scandal is that Michigan has a sign-stealing scandal going on where they have people going out either recording signs or on the sideline taking notes of signs to use as an advantage. And I know a lot of people come out and say, well, signs stealing is something new. It's something that everybody do. Okay, I understand that. But there is a level there. Putting a nigga on the sideline of the game, that ain't what everybody do, right? Like people send scouts to games to watch other games and see what other teams are doing to get tape on people. That's not. This ain't what that is. This is bigger than that. And if Michigan is doing this to win, win games, hey man, they don't deserve to be considered as a team to to um contend for the national title. That being said, I have my top twelve teams. If we were to have a 12-team playoff this year, which we don't. We'll have four. So keep in mind the top four teams be the teams that consider for the playoff, but I have 12. And I have already raised them in the bracket for y'all. How about that? So in the bracket, I got cheating-ass Michigan sitting at number five, facing Oregon State. At number seven, I got Bama um, with a rematch against Ole Miss. I got Texas facing Louisville and Penn State facing uh, okay, and moving on, the winner of Cheating Ass Michigan and Oregon State will face Florida State. The winner of uh, Bama and not Bama, Texas and Louisville will face Washington. The winner of Bama and Ole Miss will face Georgia. So all three SEC teams are sitting right there. So you know that's going to change. They ain't going to be the same. And then the Penn State, Oregon winner will face Ohio State. So our top four teams are Florida State at four, Washington at three, Georgia two, Ohio State at number one. There you go. Those are my rankings based on wins and losses, the teams that they play, and then their next upcoming opponent. So those are the, the metrics that I use 
to determine my top teams. You know, you say, hey, what about the what the performance on the field? Don't really care about all of that because when you play and you win the game, then there's no argument for who is better. And since none of these teams that play Bam and Ole Miss, hey, put them on there, let them hash out on the field. Ryan, let's see here. Next thing we got, oh, the, the association is back, man. And it is back and better than ever. So first thing that we had is James Harden finally got what he wanted. This week he got sent over to the Clippers for relatively nothing. So now the Clippers have a roster of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and whomever else they want to put in as the fifth. And that's the, that's the squad they're running with. Um, Harden finally uh, got the, got the hell up out of another squad. See how long it lasts in in L.A. before he's ready to get the fuck up out of there because this seems to be his thing. He gets tired of a team and then he's ready to fucking go. And um, I know the Brooklyn thing was a little different because that team never got the chance to mess like it, it wanted to because of COVID um, with Kyrie and his injury, but the thing about that was those two dudes went there not looking to bring Harden in either. So, so that team was supposed to struggle anyway if he wasn't there. But hey, he done wheeled his way up out of another squad. And for that, I'll say the first the the loser out of all of the James Harden situation right now is Simmons. Now I know he can, he didn't get along with Joel and B, but he probably could have got a better deal than going to Philly. Because he ended up in he um going to Brooklyn because Harden wanted to go to Philly and um they wanted to get goddamn Simmons the hell up out of there. They probably could have found him a better place, a better fit, but he ended up going to Brooklyn because that's what Harden wanted. Harden wanted to get in his spot. So sorry, Ben Simmons. Probably could have got you a better spot. Uh, let's see here. In it, we had the NCAA tournament started on Friday. Um, it's going to roll a little bit heavier this, this coming week, but so far we've only had a couple of games that have been played uh, Friday night in each of the, 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 the three groups in each conference. So in East Group A, we had the Pacers picking up a win over the Cavs. Uh, the Bucks beat the Knicks and the Wizards in Group B. The Nets beat the Bull in Group C. In the West, the um, Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies in OT. Grizzlies are still winless. Um, the Nuggets beat the Mavs in Group B. And Group C, the Warriors beat the Thunder. So those are your teams right there. I'll take a pause real quick, and then I'm going to come back with the entertainment segment. Oh, man, yes, 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 yes. Moving on to the entertainment news. Entertainment leaking into a little bit of sports. So Las Vegas Aces won the, NBA, the WNBA title. Back-to-back -back champs. Led by our MVP over here, Dr. Bracey Network, Asia Wilson. Um, shout out to Asia. Asia took to the streets and um, basically put out her, her um, winning championship moment. And not trying to go to Disney World, but she wanted to get that Usher play. Uh, she called Usher out last year. She called him out again this year. And um, they decided, hey, we in Vegas. Usher in Vegas. Man, let's take our ass to the show. And uh, yeah, man. 
Usher found Asia and got down there, got the singer to that girl. Mm-hmm. That old nigga still be on the young chicks, and I ain't mad at it. Now, I know Asia probably like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, She's a tall lady. You know, she is an average height. But hey, I know Asia, and I know Usher. Mm-hmm. If I was Usher, I'd be over there singing to Asia, too. Because if I could sing and she called me to come sing, too, I'd be over there singing, too. Probably wouldn't been serenading her like he was. I'd probably been sitting in her lap like a little old kid. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Call me out, Asia. What you want me to do? You got your boy. Shout out. Go on, go on do that. Keep on, keep on making making uh motherfuckers mad at you for that. Oh man. Oh, uh, Megan Stallion dropped a dropped a track this week. She dropped a track called Cobra. It is a very, very telling story. Megan talking about some some stuff she's going through. Hell, there's a line there where she said, This pussy's depressed. Ooh, this ain't the classic Megan Stallion song listening to. Now, waiting to hear the talking points about it. Now, you know, I hear the news media talking about it, but I want to hear the Megan Thee Stallion people talk about it. The people that, you know, because it's interesting. There's a lot of this that goes in it. One, Megan Thee Stallion has parted ways with her last record label. She, this is her first project on her own independent record label. One thing I say, if artists go independent, they can do what the fuck they want to do when they're on a label and not so much. Say what you want to say about how the record labels market these um market these artists, but at the same time, the record label is footing the bill for what they're doing. And I'm sorry, we all have a job, we all work for people. When people paying your bills and putting putting money in your pocket, they do kind of get a say so in how you act on the job. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Megan can have a certain image or whatever, but the image that you know, perpetuate is what they want to perpetuate. Feel how you want to feel about what they want her to do. That's what they want her to do. Now, I want to see how this is going to look with her doing her own thing and how she wants to present herself and how it's going to be taken by the public. I feel like she's big enough as a as a as a as a as a figure to be able to kind of put herself in how she want to be. Um, but I'm still interested to see how that's going to play out. Uh, it should be a great opportunity for her, her, but she's still gonna have to have people in her in a corner that's gonna put her in position to keep her in the light um, the way she wanna be. But I think with her having her own uh, record label, that kind of can help her with the image that she wants to promote. If she do a full 360 and come out totally different, do the Black China change her name and do something else, hey, go for it. I don't care, you know, let's see it. but. Black China thing is something totally different. She wasn't backed by record label. She was just doing what she wanted to do. So we're gonna see what how Megan works it out. Shout out to her. And you know, if this is a like a a a, um, a point out of the heart of how she felt or uh, and some things she was going through, hey, it's terrible that you had to go through what you went through to you know get this story off your chest. And for the people that feel critical of her. Um, one way, shape, form, and fashion through what she was going through. You know, we don't know the full story of what was going on. And 
is always going to be the part that the public is going to put out. And it's always going to be part that nobody's going to know anything about because people are just not going to talk about it. Her and none of the people in the camp or any people that was involved, Tory Lanez included, they're not going to talk about everything because there's parts of the shit that they, that they are, you know, fucking guilty of or victims to that they don't want to be part of their public perception. So there's going to be part of that shit that we're not going to know about. And that's not all specifically talking about the tour lane situation because of the way this this um, this track goes. Um, we talk about some relationship stuff and everything. So again, totally could be an artist, you know, just telling the story. Could be an artist telling her truth. I don't know if she till she comes out to speak about it, we won't know. But big up to me for that. Invincible dropped this first episode. Season two, man, it's been a minute since we got an invincible man. It's been so long, man. I forgot what the how the story ended in season one. So much so that when they hit us with see this episode, man, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta go back and watch the whole season. I don't think I finished it. But you know, because I didn't read the graphic novel, I'm not you know privy to how this story is gonna be told. And even if you did read the graphic novel, if I'm somebody that's telling this story on TV, I'm probably gonna take some liberty to this. So Robert Kirkman, shout out to you for this. Um, I know he came out and said recently that um, he needs about five seasons to tell his full story. I believe he said five to eight, somewhere in that range. But season two is here, and it's time to go ahead and get into this thing on story about Mark and what happened with his dad, Ultraman. What's going on with the planet? And it's a little, it's a little got a little bit of that uh, that hero, uh, not the hero fatigue, that uh, that that hero's. Rem- that we kind of got in um, um, Iron Man 3. So got a little bit of that going on in that joint. So check that thing out. That's pretty good. That's something worth watching. Um, other thing, entertainment. I'll finish the second season, the second season of Titans. I know MJ's talk about this a lot on the show. Man, if you've never watched Titan, that motherfucker is awesome. That is an amazing fucking show. It's a DC show talking about the characters from um, the Titans uh the Titans group, which would include uh, Robin, Nightwing, uh, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, Connor, Connor, aka Superboy, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, all of them, all of them, and then their their whole deal going on there. So I like the way they worked this thing out. It wasn't like they did a whole big bad arc each, each season. Um, they kind of did the first season, but they married it over into the second season. The second season started out with the with the wrapping up the big bad from the first season. They put they ran two concurrent storylines of villain under villain undertones in the second season, which even in such, I think that one that they they kind of felt like they wrapped up in the third season. I don't think it done. I mean, in the second season, I don't think it done. I think it's still gonna leak on into the third season, which is pretty good. I like storytelling like that because it shouldn't be. I mean, it should be. But the way comic stories go, the comic doesn't end with a happy ending where the hero wins, the villain is defeated, and then we kind of get this little cliffhanger of, oh, there's another villain on alert. That's really not how it goes. It really works where there's always a, a villainous element that's running under the, underneath or below the what everybody else is going on. And 
you see something that you think is wrapped up or the hero thinks they they solved it, they figured it out, but at the same time, it's still kind of festering. You know, the he the villain kind of like does this plan in like in like parts, you know, like you no, know, sometimes they like embed the hero team with somebody that's that's a, that's a spy or a mole or something. And you sitting there thinking, and then you go back two seasons later, you're like, damn, how long this motherfucker been working for the other side? When it finally comes out in mid way through, you know, like in a comic book, you're like midway through like a uh, fucking story arc that they started fucking five years ago. You know, like fucking shit. I'll give you a good example. The Cap Hydra story where Cap was a Hydra agent and he was he was a, a, a secret agent for Hydra where they had him under a spell and then they finally like released him from his spell and kind of like opened him up to, you know, to work for Hydra. Like the whole reading the comics and you're like dog how long has cap been secretly feeding information to hydra as a secret agent you know like how long has that been going on and then as the story goes along with the you know the cap is the hydra cap leading hydra goes along they start dropping little nuggets like oh yeah when this happened like right after that happened hi uh cap fed hydra this information on Or this person was secretly a Hydra agent that was that was his handler, and you know, and they were saying these things to him, and you know, they were talking in codes, and he was helping keep Hydra running along, stuff like that. And that's the kind of the tone that they have with Titans, and that's what I like with that. Because, like I said, with a lot of TV series, they give you, um, they open up with the series, they give you a bunch of little stuff, and then finally, like maybe two, three mid season, they hit you with the, oh yeah, this is the people they're gonna be fighting or dealing with for the entire season. You gotta go through the ups and the downs of person out, you know, outclassing the hero and stuff. And and he, but the hero knows how long. I'm like, I don't really like that part of it. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'll watch it, but I love it when like the hero or like the like the protagonist thing is a hero. All the, the protagonist doesn't really know what the antagonist is doing and don't even know who the antagonist is. And the audience doesn't know who the antagonist is. Like, that's what's so great about it. Like, we're watching it from the perspective of the protagonist where they feel like they're doing these things. And at the same time, there's an antagonist running under, underneath everything. That suspense that you finally get at the end. Like, oh, fuck, the whole time this motherfucker was doing this. Like, they were throwing all this smoke screen out there so they can get away with doing what they're doing to get away with their grand scheme. And I know it's hard to do that because one casting, like people get cast and you got to, and they kind of like who's getting cast is what um, trailers kind of give you like an insight to seeing some things that's going to happen. So you're looking for when this is going to happen. Um, fucking release dates, names of stuff. will let you know what's going on. Um, Marvel does a, a decent job of not kind of letting you know exactly where they're going with things. They'll give you ideas of what's this, what it's going to be called. But as far as how they're going to get there, you know, we kind of get a surprise. Like, that whole fucking Infinity Saga, man. Like, we knew Thanos was coming, but they never gave us the whole idea that this is going to snap half the fucking universe away and get away with it. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yeah, we'll give y'all one move before we get to fix this shit. So, you know, where they going to go with this Kane Saga? I don't know. And uh, the whole breadcrumbs or the Easter eggs or even the news leaking about them trying to change gears because of Jonathan Majors. I'm just letting y'all know, if you're not watching Loki, man, it's hard to believe that's where they're going to go because Jonathan Majors had 
has a has had a significant role in the majority of these episodes that they played so far. Like the last one, not so much, but leading into that one, he's been a significant character and leads me to believe that he has another character that's gonna gonna appear in this whole series before it's all over. That's going to like really upset not just the Loki series, but the whole fucking Marvel that we're watching on the M- in the MCU. I just see that coming. Shout out to them for dropping the Echo trailer. Echo looks pretty good. They didn't give us a lot of what's going to go on with that, but it's coming soon. So, you know, they're going to give us a little bit more. Uh, probably going to give us um, a couple more trailers coming up. This week is the Marvel. So the Marvels will drop. I'm going to go ahead and start trying to consume all of these trailers that we got. I'm trying to be surprised by the Marvels, but I will say this for people that want to go out and see this movie, feel like you want to go watch the Marvels, WandaVision and Ms. Marvel both answer a lot of questions that I feel like are going to be had once this movie's over with. I know you see characters on the screen that you've never seen before, but those characters had tales in their story that are not be they're not going to be spoon fed to you in this movie little nods to their shows are going to happen in this movie that you're going to miss and it's probably going to be key to you understand enjoying the entire story true to marvel you're going to be able to enjoy a movie without watching the, the background content they always do that but the storytelling they do kind of makes it a little extra service it's kind of like yeah man you can go out and get you some ice cream and eat it eat, eat some ice cream and enjoy it but the toppings make it go over the top. I know some people just like regular ice cream. They don't want to put all the toppings in. They don't want all that fancy ice cream. They like some vanilla, chocolate, or maybe a little bit of that uh, Neapolitan. Hey, go do what you do. Throw me some sprinkles on that motherfucker. Put it in a waffle cone or some shit. Give me some chocolate chip chunks in that thing, man. Hey, you never know what you're going to get then. And that's going to be some, some great levels. So, yeah, go and check that out. People that play video games, Grand Theft Auto 6 had a big announcement, man. They, the Rockstar family announced that they may be leak, they may be dropping some single-player DLC for this game. It was intended to be done the same way for GTA 5, but because of the online blew up, they decided not to do it and put the DLC into, well, what DLC, but put all the extras into the online content. So that's why all the online, which is still getting new shit packed, pushed into it right now. GT online, you know, let pushed in, but we're gonna get this new this new story going on, so you can continue your story beyond what you normally get, which is pretty good. Um, I don't think they've done that with anything because I don't even believe they did that with um, Red Dead. Now Red Dead didn't have an online follow like GTA. They pushed out the online version, but people didn't jump into it like that. Um, they still play it, but I don't think people talk that much about Red Dead. Red Dead didn't have that following like GTA online picked up and. Red Dead came out years after fucking GTA. Uh, to this point, I still get on there. I played fucking GTA 5 and GTA Online and San Andreas more recently than I played Red Dead. I think I mentioned the other night, the only time I get on Red Dead is to go on there and play Dominoes or some shit. <sighs> yeah, so that's your video game news. Oh, some other entertainment news, man. Other, other news in the hip-hop. Sex Red and Kaya are beefing. How did this happen? Because, man, I know people say you got to answer the question, but really you don't. So naturally, people 
on the social on the internet, whenever a, a very raunchy sexual rapper comes out, female rapper comes out, they want to bring Kaya's name up, and Kaya is very vocal about people bringing it up because she feel like she's more than just a sexual rapper, which she probably is. I'm not gonna say I know it not because I ain't dove down in her catalog like that. I'm just saying that's what we heard. That's just like people saying, "Man, too short is deeper than bitch." But most people don't dig down deep into that catalog. The most stuff we know him talking about sex. And if you hear Freaky Tales, that's pretty much the, the, the tip of the iceberg for motherfucking uh, Too Short. Now, when I say tip of the iceberg, iceberg, I mean that exactly what I mean. It. There's stuff below the surface with all of these rappers. Any rapper, they have more going on with that. Just talk about that major stallion. She just brought something else more than what she normally do does. But some are service level entertainers. That's what you get is what you're going to get. Kaya feels like she's more than what they talk about. And so every time people come out, she got to come out and refute that. Now, I will say this about Kaya. She will use every opportunity to do this to take a shot at Trina. Because I heard uh, <laughs> the sound bite. She said, I ain't raised these little bitches. These bitches were raised by Trina. <sighs> oh, man. But she feels some type of way about Six Red. Of course, Six Red don't like nothing that Kaya got to say. And it's been said that Six Red come out and said she's going to drag Kaya's old bones. <laughs> now, people in the... Hey, we've seen them you know, on, 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 on reality TV. And if y'all got a beef, it ain't hard to rank for y'all to be in the same location. So to say that stuff don't mean nothing. I don't want to see y'all get into no squabbles. But, you know, it ain't nothing to have y'all in the same location at the same time. Two people got a problem with each other. But to continue to talk shit about each other behind, you know, microphones is is, is fucking crazy. Speaking of that, I'll get into um, dropping into something else. Um, <laughs> Sexy Red tweet says, Kyle gonna get them old bone dragged in, but she don't get enough money money to, to be in the same room as me. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that goes what I said about people uh being arranged to be in the same area. I guess Kai don't make enough money to be in the same room with six red is what, what red said. Okay, whatever. Hey, feel how you feel. But the two of them just um they're not gonna be cordial as we can see. Six red's about to get ready to go on tour. Um show up in Florida. Specifically in Kyle's neighborhood on your tour. She can come. She can see what it's gonna be. Cool, cool, cool. Speaking of people beefing, I forgot about this in the sports talk, but the niggas from the I Am Athlete podcast, a.k.a. Brandon Marshall, beefing with the niggas from the Pivot podcast, a.k.a. Shannon Crowder, Fred Taylor, and Ryan Clark. Over some shit that basically it sounds like it sounds like they went on and did their own thing and B. Marshall is feeling some type of way because them guys are, you know, coming up off the platform that he, that he created in I Am Athlete. And my thing about it is, I'm like, these dudes play athletes, professional sports. So, you know, people are finding podcasting at ending what it is in and of itself. It's a different thing right now, especially if you are somebody who people want to know about. People love, they love sports stars and athletes and professional athletes and whatever. So, like, it's not hard for people to get a show. Fucking Mason Cameron got a show where they talk about sports and they bring fucking uh, OJ Simpson on there. You know what I'm saying? 
and talk about all kinds of stuff. Joe Budden got a show. You know, everybody got shows. So the thing about it is, I think it'd be Marshall on, and from my perspective, and I could be totally wrong in what I'm, my assessment of this is, be Marshall is like, hey, man, I created this thing, and now y'all going out making money off of this, but I had a platform that y'all could have made more money off of. And I had ideas that could have made y'all more money. Now, as somebody who been doing this show and had so many people come through here, you know, I've talked about them. I put, I beat them up. Sometimes I shot them out on the show. Some people hadn't came back, you know, like you life. And it's not like that we got beef or whatever. I, this whole podcast thing that I'm doing right now was something that I drummed up. It wasn't nothing that we came together with, but I didn't bring my niggas in like, oh, I'm going to boost y'all up. And when y'all go out and make it, I'm going to make it. That's not the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cam came with the idea for Brothers of Skiro. Cam is doing the work to, to do the background on Skiro and, and to get into the cigar industry. Cam could totally, totally do that and not include me on it at all. That's totally fine. This that was his idea. That wasn't a doctor abrasive, doctor abrasive um spinoff. MJ doing the beats. It wasn't my idea. That was his idea. And it's not a doctor abrasive spinoff. So I'm not saying, oh, y'all gotta include me in y'all endeavors when y'all go do something. And these guys could go totally go do something with somebody else, a whole nother podcast, and do something else and blow the fuck up. And never shout me out. It's not a big thing. I know a lot of people feel some type of way about that, but they can do that and never shout me out, which is cool. That's not what I created this platform for. Because whatever they decide to go do is not this. And it is what it is. And anybody that came through that has come through here, what it do is what it is. Now, another thing too was like, you know. I know they said Fred was talking about Fred Taylor was talking about that, you know, they still got the old episodes up, you know, still using, you know, the episodes that he was on. He never said anything about that. But even in that, if somebody came to me and said, Hey dog, I know you I was on the show. Could you take down all the episodes that I was on? Because I don't want to be affiliated with it anymore. Done. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even a motherfucking discussion. Hey man, peace and blessings. I I want to see your growth. I don't want to be a hindrance to your growth. And if you feel like what we did here is a hindrance to your growth, dog, hey, what up? Hey, do what you got to do. I think a lot of people have a problem with that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, but you know, it is what it is. Because the way I chose to present this podcast by using my, my government name on here, saying my name's Tony. Versus creating an alias or creating a you know a handle or a stage name, that was the way I wanted to come to it. And if anybody comes to this show and decides they want to be a guest on here, if they want to be recognized by their stage name, if I know them by their government name, call them by their stage name because this is what we're going to do. Respect people for what they want, what they want, how they want to be identified and recognized. That's the way it works. And if they don't want to work, more like hey, look, I want to disassociate myself with everything we do. That's cool. And that's the thing that's going on with these dudes right now from the, from what I'm getting out of what I've consumed from that whole beef. 
shit is fucking weird the way these niggas are moving, especially the way it's being presented from Brandon Marshall's perspective. You know, I do, again, you're only going to get what they want to put out in the public. There's multiple sides to it. So, again, my assessment could be totally wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that. I'm just giving you based on what I consume and what they put out in the in the atmosphere from what happened to them. But hey, whew, that's a lot going on over there with them niggas. But you can catch it. Uh, Cam had Brandon Marshall on Funky Friday. They talked about it on there. Um, they talked about it on the pivot. There's there's clips of you know Crowder. Taylor and Ryan Clark talking about it. So, you know, there are discussions. And that's it. No, it is what it is. So, that's pretty much the entertainment section there. I guess I'm going to move this thing on. I thought I had a news article, but I really didn't. It was really just an article about this lady whose car got stolen and she found that bitch on place and when she found on Facebook marketplace her car had got repaired she had certain things that were wrong with her car and the people who stole it fixed that shit <sighs> that's some fucking dubious stuff I hope she got a car back file an insurance claim get that money get your money 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 oh man uh this week we had Sabrina as our five star follower if you don't follow on Graham, you will see that post that I gave her. I gave her a shout out, and um, yeah, so go check her out. And you can check out the Thursdays post every week. I put it up at least once a week. Don't know what day it used to be Thursdays, but now it's whenever I can get that some motherfucker pull together. So if you follow on Instagram, you'll see it on there. If you're a patron, you'll definitely get a notification when I drop the video. Now, let's move on into the Taste of Black ranking. Taste of Black is a compilation site. You can go get all your smut that is of black porn, that is. So if you want to get your black smut, that's where you want to go. So this week I have 10 spots for you to check out. And we're going to go from 10 to number one. Number 10 this week, the number 10 category on the Taste of Blacks is gay. Is gay. I said number nine is mom. Number eight, BBW. Number seven is threesomes. Number six is lesbian. Number four is anal. Number five is orgasm. Number three, blowjob. Number two is big ass. And number one is female porn. My bad. Let me fix that. It is transgender porn. So there you go. I they say female on that. No, in, on, on the with porn, they're not politically correct. It is what it is. It's porn. I mean, why, why would they be politically correct? You're watching people have sex on camera in front for the entertainment of everybody else. Why would they be politically correct? They do a lot of shit that they don't that you wouldn't do in your regular life because again, porn is not safe for work and definitely not safe for your family, your kids, or public discussion. Well, here we'll talk about it. Oh man, let's see. Thing chopped up on the show, I believe. Let's see. I'm go through the topics there. Mm -hmm. Wrap that up. Got that done. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, Dr. Bracer. That's where you go catch up, see me when I post up. And you can follow patreon.com slash Dr. Bracer. Become a patron, dollar a month. Get some content put up there. I am working on some stuff, man. I created a commercial for marketing. So who knows what I'm going to be doing for Dr. Bracer. So you might want to be on that side when I drop that shit in your lap. Ooh. I can't think of nothing else. I think I got it all. I will go ahead and head on about this thing. Um, it's time for me to go and take it to the inside. I appreciate it coming through. I thank you for everything that you do. And until next time, y'all, this has been the Dr. Bracer Show. And I'm out this bitch. Peace. This has been a Dr. Bracer presentation.